Hello, and welcome to this live recording from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This message was given by Nick Scott at our Burragoon campus. So sit back, listen in, and enjoy what God's got to say to you. Well, lovely to see so many of you here for our uh, Christmas Eve service. And uh, I wonder how your Christmas preparations are going so far this year. You know, the lead up to Christmas, of course, can be quite busy and stressful, chaotic. Yes, well, hopefully that's not representative, but it can be stressful. And uh, most people have a plan in place, always good to have a plan. Most people have a plan that involves a Christmas tree and decorations and uh, lots of food normally to be consumed tomorrow. Well, I hope your plan is running smoothly so far. Of course, things don't always go according to plan. Uh, for example, my dog at home, some of you have seen Sasha before, she, she loves to dress up, let me tell you. Well, more to the point, someone in our family loves to dress her up. Anyway, Sasha thinks that all the presents under the tree are for her. Anyone else have a dog like that? Yes, a few around the place. So she will take every opportunity to unwrap the presents when we're not there. Fair chance she's unwrapping presents even right now at this very moment. Well, our dogs have an amazing capacity to look guilty when they've done the wrong thing. You can just see it in their eyes, can't you? Well, whatever your age and wherever you're from, we're glad you're here and I'm glad you're here and uh, have something important to share with you over these next few minutes before you head off to the, what was it, chaos, pandemonium, whatever that word was that was down here. We'll resume. But our regular church family will be aware that our series over the month of December has uh, been extravagant love. We've been talking about the extravagant love of God over these past few weeks of December. And uh, there's a simple phrase that uh, really is the focus of our Christmas services this year. It's a phrase that's very familiar to many of us. You might have seen it on a fridge magnet or a bumper sticker or perhaps in Grandma's old Bible somewhere. Uh, In some cases, it's a phrase that's so familiar that there's a danger that it Become, can become a bit of a cliche. But we mustn't allow that to happen because the truth is it's a phrase that really changes everything. And the phrase is, God is love. It's an odd phrase in a way when you stop and think about it. It doesn't even make grammatical sense. Uh, God is love. Seems like we should say something more like, well, no, no, what you mean is God is loving. Or God loves But this whole idea, God is love, it's an odd phrase, and yet there it is in the Bible, in a couple of places, in 1 John chapter 4, I love my wife with all of my heart, but if I came to you and said, you know, my wife, Margie, is love, more than likely, you would think, well, it's weird. What do you mean your wife is love? It's like, like you're weird. It's like a weird thing to say. We don't say those kinds of things. God is love. What's that about? If you've ever fallen in love, then you'll know what a wonderful experience that can be. Let me invite you just to cast your mind back. For some of you, it's a long time ago when you first fell in love. For others, it's perhaps more recent. Perhaps it's even current. Some of you just are falling in love even as we speak. Well, cast your mind back. You know, when, uh, when we were first going out together, my wife and I, Margie and I, we say there are a whole lot of things that I saw in Margie that I perceived to be lovable or lovely when I came across Maggie I thought yeah she's she's lovely I thought she has a lovely smile 
It's just a lovely laugh. I just loved it when she I loved the sparkle in her eye. I loved this dimple on one side. When she smiled, this dimple would emerge. And I used to just go crazy about the dimple. <laughs> I could come out with a whole long list of things I loved about her when I first met her. And I still love about her. Although, you know, it's... <laughs> no, no, no. All I mean is that the, it changes over time. What I mean is there's, and there's now so many more things I love about her. <laughs> Dug myself out of the hole. And this is the nature of human love, isn't it? That actually we see something in another person, something that we find appealing, something that attracts, something that, that draws us, something that gets our attention. Something that makes us smile. That's an important part about falling in love. You meet someone, they make you smile. And you think to yourself, I want, I, want to be, I want to be with that person more. I want to spend as much time as I can with that person. There's something about them. So our love generally focuses itself on a thing or a person that we perceive to be lovely or lovable or somehow worthy of our love. And of course, uh, falling in love is one thing. Staying in love is another. And when it comes to human relationships, we discover that actually our love can be unexpectedly fickle and changeable. That maybe we loved a person deeply 10 years ago, but now, well, you know, some might say, I'm just not feeling it anymore. Some of you might have had this conversation at some point in a relationship where you find yourself saying things like well you know you've changed I've changed our situation's changed and I used to love you once but now I don't anymore and the love that I had has somehow gone cold well what a sad conversation that is I know some of you are familiar with that conversation and the sadness associated with it. Let me tell you, the love of God is fundamentally different from human love. And the big difference is captured by this phrase, this simple phrase, God is love. The truth is, from the word of God, that God loves you and that will never change because his love is unchanging and his character is unchanging. And here's the crux of the difference. God's love for you is not based upon whether you are lovable or in any sense worthy of his love. God's love for you is not based on whether or not you are worthy of his love, whether or not you are deserving of his love. It's not based on what you've achieved or contributed or succeeded in. It's based on the very essence of God's own nature and character which when boiled down is actually love in its purest form. God is love. Now Santa Claus, kids, we all know about Santa Claus and uh, you know Santa wants to know if you've been bad or good or whether you've been naughty or nice and he, as the story would go, will give his blessing, uh, his love, his gifts or not, accordingly, depending on whether you've been bad or good. 
So be good, for goodness sake, you know how this, the song goes. But you know, if we're not careful, we can in, inadvertently teach our children that this is actually how love works. Actually, in some families, sadly, it is how love works. But God doesn't do that. He is love. And what that means is that no matter what you've done, he loves you because he is love. Ephesians 1.4 puts it this way. It says, long before he laid down the earth's foundations, he had us in mind. He had settled on us as the focus of his love. And perhaps we know how the story goes, the Bible story about how the whole of humanity, the people who God created in his own image, those he so loved that he sent his only son, John 3.16, we might know. Those he so loved turned their backs on him and rejected him. And his response on that first Christmas was to enter into the pain and struggle and suffering of humanity in the form of a helpless baby in a manger, the one who would be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. It means God with us uh, in the good times, the celebrations of life, and God with us in the bad times as well. God with us at all times. And so it becomes one of the key questions of life. If God is love, then why are these terrible things happening to us? You know, it seems a reasonable question, actually. Why is this happening to us? Many of us have asked that question about circumstances of life. If God is love, why is this happening to us? God was with us and he suffered with us. Now that's a profound thought. A God who suffers with his people, such is his love for them. A God who chooses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, who chooses the weak things of the world to shame the strong, who chooses the lowly things of the world, the despised things, the things that are not, to nullify the things that are. This God is love. And the longing of his heart is that we might respond in faith and enter into a deep friendship with him, a friendship he invites us into with his love as its unshakable foundation. An unshakable foundation regardless of the circumstances of life and the painful things that life might throw at us. And so even today, you know, you're, of course, you're free to reject God. Many people do. You can ignore him. You can convince yourself that he doesn't exist. And some of you have chosen that option. It's okay. We're glad you're here. <laughs> you can blame God and lash out at him in anger. Shake your fists at the air and blame him for all the difficulties and tragic circumstances of your life. Some of you have chosen that option. And God understands that. <laughs> or this Christmas you can receive him and welcome him into your life and thereby discover and receive his love. John 1.12 says, To all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gives the right to become children of God, to be adopted into his eternal family and to be embraced by his love. That's the message of Christmas. That God is love. 
and he longs for you to be with him. My prayer for you this Christmas is that you might choose that option and respond in faith to the God of extravagant love. Let me pray for you. He came to our darkness from heaven above. He stooped to the crib and the cross out of love. If you're feeling rejected, excluded, a stranger, remember the one who came down to the manger. Lord, as we gather uh, together on this Christmas Eve of 2019, once again, we remember, many of us with fondness, the beautiful story of that first Christmas. But Lord, we're mindful of uh, those even present here tonight, or those we know who fall into that category of feeling rejected or excluded or feeling a stranger. Lord, we pray that this Christmas we might remember you and accept your invitation of extravagant love to be a part of your family, to be embraced by the God and Father who so loved us that he sent his Son to be born poverty-stricken conditions. So Lord, we pray that uh, we might have a revelation today of that love that came down at Christmas. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. If you'd like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, then you can contact the team at Mount Pleasant Baptist Church by calling the office during office hours on 9329-1777. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to your company again soon. God bless.